0: Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with another Southwest Virginia fishing report with Matt Riley. How you doing, Matt?
1: Oh, doing great, Marvin. Just watching the uh, watching the rain come down and wondering what it's going to do to us these next couple of days.
0: Yeah, it's kind of crazy, right? Because we get people, and you know, it's like it's summertime. And there's no avoiding that. But you know, it's this thing where you look at the forecast, and every day it's showing you're going to get rain, and then some days it doesn't rain, and then some days. You know, they say it's not going to rain, and you get washed away. So, what are you seeing, kind of, in your part of the world?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's that's a story. You know, it's just summertime. Uh, like we were talking about the, uh, I think those those volume predictions come down to um, you know just the radars and and interpretation of radars, and and a lot of what we get in the summertime is just these little pockets of intense rain that jump around the region and you never quite know what you're going to get until it happens you know it it's hard to plan more than 12 or so hours out so um we've we've had we had a fair amount of rain over the fourth of july weekend you know just hour or two here and there um fairly hard Um, This afternoon, it it rained really hard for about an hour and a half, Um, but, you know, just in in small pockets. So, it really, in terms of how it affects the rivers, it just really depends on where it falls and how much falls there and for how long, you know.
0: Yeah, which is maybe a good, you know, time to give people kind of a refresher on the way to kind of read the gauges. Because, you know, to me, I always say the best way to look at USGS gauges is, you know, fish it and know what that level means when you're on the water. Um, but you know, not everybody has that luxury. So you might want to I don't know if you want to talk for a few minutes about kind of how to historically read what's going on to kind of get a feel for you know what they could expect if they're gonna drive and try to get in the water.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say one, one good rule of thumb is that um most of those USGS gauges have uh you know, you'll see you'll see the the fluctuating line that tells you, you know, where the stream flow is kind of hour by hour, but you'll also see some little triangles that show you sort of a seasonal average trend. And typically, you know, once you get more than about double the seasonal average, you're getting getting pretty high. Um, like for the new, for example, below Radford, um, seasonal average is for the summertime, somewhere between 2,000 and probably 2,300 cubic feet. Once you get above 4,500 it's um, still fishable but the uh, the rivers definitely getting up there you know I would consider below Radford anything over five thousand to be fairly high um, and the uh, y- you know you definitely want to avoid getting on the river right after big spikes um, if you don't know what the river does and how it behaves you know sometimes that's a good thing if you're you know trying to catch a big brown trout on a streamer or, or something like that. But you know, it requires a little bit of historical knowledge about, you know, what the different numbers look like on the river. Um, but the, uh, the biggest thing, you know, if, if you're looking at a gauge and trying to decide whether you should go or not, I would say in the summertime is, uh, you know, you just don't want to see any big spikes. If you see even just a, a uh, significant bump that generally means that there's going to be a little bit of reduced visibility you know there's going to be a little bit of of dinginess in the water um if you've got a kind of a stable flat line or or slowly declining trend you know we haven't had rain in a little while and the water should be pretty clear and, and pretty tame as long as it you know slightly above or or below that seasonal average. Um, And then, you know, again, you know, you can kind of infer from, you know, those, those spikes in stream flow and how the, uh, how it reacts days after, you know, how fast things are going to clear up. You know, if you have a big, big jump um, that, you know, goes up seven, eight times the seasonal average, and then, you know, probably you're not going to be fishing super clear water a couple of days later because it's, you, you know, you just saw a pretty good blowout um, as opposed to, you know, a couple hundred thousand cubic foot jump in a, in a big river um, a couple of days after, you know, you should be, should be good to go. Um, but like you said, it's it's tough because it, it has a lot to do with just knowing, you know, it, it comes down to numbers, you know, I know on certain rivers you know that however many cubic feet is a good flow and I can get my raft through this stretch at this flow and you know above this gets scary and and that kind of thing so some of it definitely does just come down to experience
0: yeah and you know and then you get to so the water's kind of clear right and it's going to be kind of cloudy so do you change your approach a lot i know like everybody wants to fish top water uh, for smallies right now but does if you know if you've got stained water is that going to get you to a kind of a streamer first approach or are you going to still basically go with bugs
1: yeah you know it, it uh it, it really kind of depends on what your value set is i mean if you want to i know plenty of people who just want to get on the river and fish bugs and take what they can get on that um and it's perfectly perfectly good um but i'd say there's kind of two different situations um there's, you know, there's high dirty water and then there is such a thing as kind of average or even low dirty water where we just had a, you know, really intense rain for a couple of hours, you know, overnight or, or, or in the morning or something like that. And you get on the river after that and the flow really hasn't kicked up much, um, but there's not much visibility in the water and that latter situation is kind of tough um from a top water perspective particularly a uh, more passive kind of non-aggressive top water perspective because um you know at, at low to average flow you could still have fish spread out all over the place and if you can't see them um and the fish have kind of a reduced um you know sphere of awareness because of the, the color in the water then uh, you're going to have a harder time selling them a, a bug than in uh, clear water situations. So in that, uh, in that situation, I would probably go to a streamer first um, just to kind of cover some, some lateral distance, you know, across, across the river um, and get in front of more fish in the sense or in the situation where you have higher water um, that is also dirty. You know, if you have enough current to kind of, eliminate a lot of the middle of the river, um, you know, and push fish into predictable places, then, you know, fishing a topwater fly, uh, can be very productive. And, you know, as a, as a guide, if I have two people in the boat that that's kind of an easy equation, you know, you can see if one person wants to do one thing versus, you know, somebody else do something that's tried and true in that situation and, and kind of just see what happens. Um, if you're going out by yourself or you have one person in the boat or something like that, it gets a little more tricky because, you know, the whole, the the question always in dirty water is, you know, if you're not catching fish, is it because you're doing the wrong thing or because the water's dirty, you know? So, um, experimentation is important, but, uh, yeah, if I had, if I had to do one thing, I would probably go with a, with a pretty visible streamer in that kind of situation. And, and, you know, kind of just put the time in.
0: Yeah, there you go. Well, you know, folks, we love questions at the Articulate Fly. You can email them to us. You can DM us on social media. You can drop them in the comments to our social media posts, Whatever's easiest for you. And if we use your question, I will send you some Articulate Fly swag. And we're in a drawing for some cool stuff from Matt at the end of the season. And I know, you know, Matt, we keep talking and you know the open days get smaller and smaller. and They're moving deeper and deeper into the season. You want to let folks know generally kind of what you have left and how to reach in all that kind of good stuff.
1: Yeah, um, we've got we've got a handful of dates in August. I think it's, I think it actually might be early August, and then a handful of dates in September. Um, but yeah, they're going fast, and, and particularly if we keep getting a bunch of rain, you know, they might be going even faster with some rescheduled dates pushed later into the year um but all of the all of my information is on my website which is com, and you can call or email or text or reach out however you'd like and i look forward to hearing from
0: you uh well there you go well listen folks Yo owe it to yourself to get out there and catch a few tight lines everybody tight lines matt
1: thanks marvin